This is episode number 11 with Tangia Alawaji Estrada. Welcome to episode number 11 of She Runs the Show. I am so excited to introduce you to an amazing, an amazing woman, entrepreneur, and health coach, Tangia Alawaji Estrada. Uh, we talk about so many things today, but what I want you to understand before even getting into this episode is this, the idea of getting into your best fittest, most amazing physical shape is an inside job. And I think T in this episode, she really talks about her own journey with going from 240 pounds to competing in in a, a figure fitness competition and feeling amazing and coaching other women to feel amazing in their lives and their bodies. She talks about her transformation, what that took, things that she had to lose along the way. And I love this episode because it really speaks to the power of making a decision that you're important enough to love your body, own your fitness, take charge of your health, but do it in a way that makes you feel badass. And so T is the leader of a badass movement. She is the CEO, the entrepreneur at HelloGorgeousFitness.com. She just dives in deep. And so a lot of the time, you know, you hear a lot of these fitness experts talk and you're like, you don't get my story. You've never been, you know, over 50 pounds overweight. You've never been where I've been. She's been there. And so I want you to listen to this episode. I want you to take some notes because she drops some things that you just go, ooh. I mean, it just hits you and it lands. And so if you are ready as a woman, even if you're not ready, you know, like sometimes we hear a word because it's time to get ready. This is the episode that is going to help you get ready because at the end of the day, two things are true. Number one, you deserve a gorgeous life. And number two, you need to join Tangia's badass movement. All right, let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode. I have got an amazing guest for you, Tangia Al-Awaji Estrada. And I want to tell you a little bit about her before I let her talk more about Hello Gorgeous Fitness. But T is an amazing, amazing, amazing coach. And I want to tell you how she's affected my life. Because when you hear what she's got with Hello Gorgeous Fitness, it's going to change the game for you in terms of not just your body, but your life and your approach to success. So T and I are in a mentoring group together. And she really helped me get focused on what my body transformation, life transformation journey is about. So I hired another coach and had been paying that coach to help me sort of get my body where I want it to be. And I wasn't moving forward with it. Like on some level, there were just blocks and there were things that were not working and all kinds of things that were not helping me take my fitness and my life because they're interconnected to the next level. And T had a conversation with me on Facebook, and she just basically said something that rang so true to me, which was get to the core 
of what it is you're really after. Like, what is it that improving your body, improving your life, what is all of this going to get you? Is it more vitality with your kids? Is it having more energy? Is it looking a certain way? Is it feeling a certain way? What does that look like as a whole, not just from a physical standpoint? And when I tell you that changed the game for me, totally changed the game. I mean, it gave me permission, A, to want what I want, B, to get to the core of what it is I really wanted. Because oftentimes when we're doing the fitness and the losing weight, we think it's about one thing and it's really about another. And then C, it just gave me permission to do it on my own terms, in my own way, and do the best I can with where I am. That was a game changer for me. So when I tell you, you want to hear what T has to say, and you want to get connected to Hello Gorgeous Fitness, you absolutely do. Because if you're tired of feeling tired, if you're tired of not getting to where you want to go in your body and in your life, and if you want to take this with a different approach, then you really need to be connected to Hello Gorgeous Fitness. So with that said, let me just introduce T. She's amazing. T, are you there? <laughs> I am here. Thank you so much for your your kind words. I, I deeply appreciate it. And I'm just so happy I was able to support you in some way. And, and you know, it got you a little further in your j- journey. I am so happy to help you do that. Absolutely. absolutely. So tell us about, because I know so many people are, are especially going into 2015 with the desire to improve their health, transform their bodies, you know, just step into their greatness. Talk to me about Hello Gorgeous Fitness, how it came about. Yeah, um, so Hello Gorgeous Fitness has been um, my passion project now for the last year, year and a half, maybe a little bit longer than that. And it really started with my own personal transformation. You know, I was like most women, young professionals my age, where I just, you know, I graduated from high school and I went on to to be a grown up and I started checking things off the list, everything that I thought I was supposed to do. You know, you you go to college, you move out, you go to a good school and you uh, get a degree in something and you get a good job and then you start working your way up the ladder and, and building your network and yada, yada, yada. You go to grad school, whatever. You get married. I did all of those things. Um, and along the way, I was I was always feeling not quite fulfilled. Um, and within that, I kind of lost myself and I started to gain a lot of weight and before I knew it, I had ballooned to about 240 pounds. Mm. Um, and for someone that, you know, is a former athlete, I was such an active kid, um, played sports in high school, always very active. That was really tough. And uh, I kind of just got to a point where I was just on this hamster wheel of constantly trying to lose weight and never feeling good about myself and never feeling in sync and you know, being really great in one area of my life, like my, my career was, was really successful. Um, but then in this, in my own personal, in my body and how I felt about myself, I didn't feel successful. <clears throat> and then in the last few years, I had just kind of had enough. I was tired of feeling like crap all the time. I didn't have energy. I didn't have mental clarity anymore. I was working crazy hours. At one point, I was working like between 70 and 80 hours a week. And I was just depleted. I would get to Friday and be done. I would like walk in the door and sit down on the couch and that would be the, I would fall asleep. It was just done. And uh, at the point that I was just done and I decided I needed to, to do something for myself and I needed to feel good. Um, so I started 
training, I decided that a bodybuilding competition was going to be my hard line about how I was going to get my my body back, how I was, like, how I was going to get back into shape. And it took me six months of really focused, really, really hard work with a coach and a trainer and a lot of support. Um, and through that journey, I came back to myself. But it was a really tough journey. I had to be completely stripped down. Like it stripped me down to my core. Mm-hmm. And what I found in that place of being completely stripped down is that um, I needed I needed that. I needed to get all of the noise out of my head. And then I could see myself in a very different way. I could see the relationships in my life that weren't serving me anymore. I could see a new plan that I needed to create with my, for myself. And it became not so much about the way that I looked, but about creating the life that was really going to make me happy. And that's where the idea of Hello Gorgeous started to come together, where I looked around and I realized that I wasn't the only one feeling that way. And I don't think that everybody needs to go out and compete in a bodybuilding competition or a CrossFit competition or whatever it is um, to find that again, to find that place where you just feel really great and confident and powerful in your own skin. But I do realize that there's a lot of other women out there that are dealing with that same feeling of being defeated and unfulfilled and uh, unhealthy is another big piece of that. And so Hello Gorgeous just came, kind of came to me one day where I was, you know, in the gym and, and some people wanted to train with me. And, and I was like, yeah, this is great. And and little by little, kind of organically, people started coming to me for advice and wanting training tips and nutrition tips. And that's when I kind of realized that this was going to be an opportunity to create a, a job, a career, and a lifestyle around something that I'm passionate about, but that I really only considered as a hobby. And then um, it just kind of evolved. And then I realized one day that I wanted to do it in a really big way. And I really wanted to speak power to women. Mm-hmm. Um, I want women to feel powerful and greatness and beautiful and healthy in their in their skin. Um, and so I decided that, you know, my new mission, my new goal was going to be to support 10,000 women and just unleashing that inner badass inside of them and living what they would consider to be a really gorgeous life, whatever that looks like for them. Absolutely. And here we are. (laughs) And, you know, you you said something that I really I want you to speak to a little bit more because you talked about being stripped down to your core. And there are a lot of women out there, especially women entrepreneurs who are juggling, you know, families and business and trying to find the mix and trying to create a life that they love to look at. But one of the fears that I hear from women as they contemplate getting in shape, transforming the inner and the outer is the fear of being stripped down, the fear of like, Mm -hmm. if I have to get really real with myself and and I have to do an inner circle audit and see who in my life isn't serving me, Mm -hmm. and then I have to let those people go, like, what's the collateral damage? What's going to happen once I get stripped down in that way? There's fear around that. So what do Mm -hmm. you say to those women who contemplate this journey but really are afraid of that part where you, you really get stripped down? Yeah, so I would say that um, it's normal to be afraid, and I would I would kind of question if you weren't, <laughs> because it's a really tough thing to go through. Um, you know, for me, it happens unexpectedly. I didn't realize that that was the journey that I was going to go through when I decided that I was going to lose weight. 
Um, but, you know, I saw a really interesting quote the other day and I wrote it down because I wanted to remember it. And and I have it here. So the quote is, I understood myself only after I destroyed myself and only in the process of fixing myself did I know who I really was. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that fear is okay to feel that fear, but understand that by taking on that process, that going through that journey, really taking stock of who you are and what you want and who's in your life, you're going to come to a place where you can really understand who you really are. And it's, it's, it's liberating yeah. and it, it makes you feel powerful that you can make different choices in your life that are going to really make you happy and really make you a stronger person and really bring you to the person that either you lost touch with or didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And so for my own personal journey, I lost touch with myself. So I got back to, to that, that girl, that kind of fearless girl that, that could take on the world and felt like she could do anything at any time with anyone. But I also found pieces of myself that I didn't know existed. I realized that I was, you know, engaging in some toxic relationships just because I felt like I needed to have these people in my life that actually didn't need to be there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And because I was doing things that, you know, like I said earlier, I was following the checklist of my life. I was, I was doing the things that we're told that we're supposed to do that are the, you know, the stereotypical American dream and couldn't figure out why no matter how successful I was in, in the job that I was in at the time, I was always waiting for the, the end to come. Mm-hmm. I was always like, isn't there more? Like, yeah, like when what does else? this end? Like, what else? I did this. I did that. I did that already. What am I going to do now? And never really feeling successful, no matter how successful I was. And, and my bosses were giving me praise and I was getting promotions or whatever. Never really feeling that I would, I would get that accomplishment and then immediately look for something new or something new and never relishing that. And so I would say to women, particularly entrepreneurs, that but you've got to get to who you are at your core. And in doing so, it's going to be a scary process. It's going to be a tough process. There are going to be some hard conversations, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. That's where growth comes from. And you've got to be able to get out of that comfort zone in order for the growth to happen. Yeah. And now the, the other side to that is oftentimes I'll hear people who've lost a lot of weight or they've transformed a major area in their lives say, um, I am so happy that I went through that process and I'm so happy that I found myself. But there are, you know, the people in my life who are closest to me didn't know how to handle it at first. Can you speak yeah. to that? Because some of the fear around like, how's my spouse or my partner or my you know, mother or sister, how do they handle your transformation? Yeah. And, and the people that, that really love you are going to show up for you. It's going to be hard for them. And, you know, I'm married. There, there were some arguments with my husband and I, where he was kind of like, I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. I want to support you, but this is taking time away from us. You, you seem tired. You're, you know, on a competition diet, it's like you get really irritable at times when you haven't had carbs in three days. You're kind of like not the most pleasant person. <laughs> and he was like, you seem unhappy, even though I wasn't. <laughs> and so there's some navigating that has to happen and there's some resetting that has to happen along the way. And you, there are moments where you have to check yourself 
But I believe that the people that really love you will show up for you. And I think as long as as you're just trying to be honest with them and let them know this is important to me and and this is really hard and, you know, here's how you can support me. You know, you kind of have to help them along the way as well, because remember, this is your journey. This is your transformation. They don't have to go on this journey with you. They have to choose to do it. And if they're going to choose to do that with you, that doesn't mean that they know how to do it. So there's going to be times where you have to say to your spouse or to your mom or to your best friend, no, I cannot go to the a club with you tonight. Exactly. It's not because I don't care about you. It's not because I don't want to spend time with you. It's because I have this goal to meet by this time. Mm-hmm. And I so appreciate your support. And I want to thank you for that. But I tell you what, when this is over, when I when I get to where I'm going to be, I'm going to take you out. It's on me or I'm going to take you to dinner or we're going to go get a manicure and a pedicure, you know, whatever it is to give back to them. And those people, they'll be there for you. And it will always, this process will will illuminate in your life the people that shouldn't be there as well. Mm. And that's hard. Yes. Um, for me, it was it was some people that I was really close to. Yeah. But they couldn't support me and they, they couldn't be happy for me. And when I was going through a really tough transition, this is a tough transition. Yeah. I needed them to, if they couldn't support me, I needed them to at least be happy for me. Mm-hmm. And when they couldn't do that, then I understood that this was a relationship that needed to come to a close. And I think as, as women, we have a hard time sometimes of letting go of relationships. Yes. And you have to you know, give yourself permission to let people go. And you have to try to understand that all relationships are not intended to last forever, I think. Yes. They're there for a time. Um, some, you know, some people will come into your life and they'll be there for a short time or they'll be there for a long time. It doesn't mean they're going to be there forever. And that's okay. People change. And as they change, their relationships are going to change as well. So when you see that a relationship needs to come to a close and that I think I believe that that's something that you'll feel. You'll just like, no, like, I just don't think this is working. It's kind of like if you were breaking up with, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. <laughs> like, you're just kind of like done. Exactly. Yeah, kind of done and it, it doesn't mean that I hate you. That's right. It's just over. It's kind of over. Well, you know, when that feeling comes, it's okay. It's a natural part of life. <laughs> there's, That's you know, right. a start of things and there's an end of things and that includes relationships oftentimes. That's right. There are seasons and reasons to every single relationship. And so. Yes. We've got to honor that now. But for women entrepreneurs, you know, oftentimes health and fitness are the first thing that go out the window when we mm-hmm. they start a business. Mm-hmm. So from a business perspective, why in your mind is, is health and fitness in general? Why is that critical to business success? Because your body really is it's your home. <laughs> it's where you are every second of the day for your entire life. And I used to, you know, here's something that makes me laugh. Like I used to think that when people, I would hear yogis say this all the time. They'd be like, your body is a temple. And I would be like, what is wrong with these granola people? What are they talking about? What does this make sense? But I kind of, I kind of had this, this aha moment one day. I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about like gas prices, something kind of random. And it occurred to me that I, um, know people, and I was one of these people at one time that I paid more attention and I cared more about the fuel that I put into my car than the fuel that I put into my body. Mm. 
And that just felt so backwards to me. And that's when I, that I had the realization that my body is my temple as like, you know, yogi and granola and and weird (laughs) that kind of can sound and hokey. It's, it's true. And just like I take really good care of my car because I need that car to get me from point A and point B every day of my life, I need to at least take as good of care of my body as I do of my car. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, and you know, that's so important. And I, as women, I think the first thing we tend to do is let the body go, either when we have children or when we're working a lot or when we're starting a business, because we assume, oh, I can sleep three hours a night and not pay attention yeah. to my body. I can go on fumes, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't lead to a good place health-wise. It doesn't lead to a good place health-wise, and I think that it doesn't lead to a good place mentally and emotionally. Yes. Um, because you just don't feel good. And, and how how can you be your best, most successful self if you just don't feel good? That's true. And it's hard. And, and the thing is, like, the body is this incredible thing that will it'll go to the limit for you. Yes. So you can keep pushing your health away and not really paying attention to it. And your body will continue to function. That's what it's designed to do. It's designed to survive. It's designed to do whatever you tell it to do. Um, but you're not probably performing at your very best, at your highest levels. And, you know, once I started to lose the weight, I noticed an immediate change in my energy levels, my level of mental clarity. Um, just I was sleeping better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my skin within two weeks of going on a, a clean diet, my skin cleared up. Um, I had a, I had never had skin issues growing up as a kid. I was, you know, a really active, healthy kid. And as an adult, I started to have adult acne and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't fix it. None of them, you know, I was spending hundreds of dollars on these expensive skin products and going to the dermatologist and nothing was fixing it. In fact, it was getting worse. But the moment I cleaned up in my, my diet within two weeks, the breakout started to clear up. Wow. And of course, I felt more confident because I'm not walking around with, you know, this acne on my face. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so part of it, you know, and it is about confidence and how you feel on the outside and whether or not you can walk into a room with your head up and looking straight ahead and feel just alive and in charge in your own body. But for the women who have never experienced it, you know, I remember years ago being a personal trainer and when they were first training us, they said, you know, you will have clients who have never in their lives been fit mm-hmm. and they don't know what that feels like. So to them, sedentary, sedentary is their norm. It's their comfort right. zone. So if there are women who are listening, and they're going, well, yeah, I mean, T was athletic in her younger years. She was athletic mm-hmm. as a kid. She's used to competing like she just returned to what she was comfortable in. What do you say to those women who've never, ever had the experience of being fit and healthy and fully present in their bodies. Mm-hmm. I would, first of all, reiterate that, you know, like we talked about earlier in, in the cast, that if you want to grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. So if there's a voice in your head or a feeling in your gut telling you that something is off in your body, then it's probably right. And it doesn't matter if you've been sedentary for the majority of your life. You've just never been an athletic person or, you know, whatever you were, you know, maybe you've been very thin your whole life, but 
uh, you've never been engaged in any kind of a sport, if you're not feeling good in your body, something is amiss somewhere in your life. So you can start with your body by getting that into shape and you're going to feel better. And I also find like particularly with mothers and entrepreneurs that, you know, saying that, well, I've never been fit or I've never been an athlete before is sometimes masking a feeling of guilt. Mm. So it's not that you you've never been fit or maybe that you've never even wanted to. It's it's how you feel guilty about doing it. Ooh, now talk to me more about that. Let's take that a little bit deeper because a lot of us have guilt and we don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's so subtle. And I feel like for women, we we experience guilt all the time because it's kind of the way that we're raised. Yes, yes. It's, it's an unconscious thing where you know you know for women it's all about other people. You know, men are when they're from the time that they're little are being taught to be go-getters yes. you know you get out there and you seize the day and you be the boss and and yada 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 that's i think that's changing now as you know i see my friends that have kids and they're raising their their daughters in a different way now um but i think for for most women growing up it, there's this kind of lesson that you know you're a girl and sugar and spice and everything nice mm-hmm. and take care of the people around you and and everybody else and everything else comes before your needs. Exactly. And so there's a lot of guilt with that. And again, I don't think it's a conscious thing. You know, we don't want to teach our daughters to feel guilty. We don't want to teach our daughters not to take care of themselves. But in that lesson of being sweet and giving, we're also not teaching our daughters to be assertive and take charge and do what they need to do for themselves so that they can be them, their best selves. And so as I've started working with more entrepreneurs and mothers, there is so much guilt around how can I possibly work out for an hour, even once or twice a week when I have kids in sports or, you know, I need to be home and I need to spend time with my husband. And, and those are all very real concerns. But I would propose to you that you're going to be better in all areas of your life if you feel good in your own skin. Because the, the, once the confidence starts to come, then you can look at guilt in a very different way. You can start to take control of that emotion. And, and what I tell you know, the women that I'm working with is it's natural to feel guilty. Of course, you want to be with your family. Of course, you know, you you have priorities and and your family is going to be your first priority. Of course, you have responsibilities at work that you have to take care of. Um, But feeling guilty about taking care of yourself is not okay. It's just not. And, you know, I've been coaching a lot of women around um, making a choice about guilt. Mm. Because guilt, I think, is it's an emotion. It's not. A, a concrete way of being. It's like fear and guilt often go hand in hand and they are oftentimes self-imposed feelings. Yes. Uh, it's not like a fear of being eaten by a grizzly bear if you're in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> that's totally that's a natural feel, fear. But if you have a fear of like walking into a board meeting um, and not feeling confident because you don't think you look the part you just don't feel confident in your own skin, 
that's not an okay level of fear or guilt to, to feel. And there's something that needs to change in your life so you don't feel that way. And I think it starts with acknowledging it. When you feel guilty, acknowledge it. If, it doesn't, you know, the goal here is not to make everybody like be a bodybuilder and, and I don't have, I don't work with anybody that's like wanting to be in the Olympics. <laughs> so like your, your skill level or your level of fitness starting out doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter really. <laughs> right. I mean, it matters on a certain level, but just getting started, it's not like we're, I'm evaluating you to see what your chances are of, getting on the Olympic pole vaulting team. <laughs> like start where you are. Start where you are. And, you know, and guilt, I find, has, with many of my clients, has been the biggest obstacle of just even getting started. And so my a lot of my coaching has been around acknowledging that feeling when it happens and really taking a moment and pausing and and saying to yourself, I feel guilty right now because... And once you know why you feel guilty, then you can make a choice about it. So, for example, at one time, I think I told you this before, I, I like broke down crying in the gym because I felt so guilty. Um, it was like the middle of the week and I, I hadn't cooked a meal for my husband. And then, like, I don't know how long he'd been going over to his parents' house so that he could get, <laughs> get food. <laughs> you know, so he didn't have to eat another frozen pizza or something. <laughs> and, you know, he gets home and he's like, I just really wanted to spend time with you tonight. And I was like, I, I have training in an hour. So, you know, we have an hour and then I'll spend time with you when I get back home. And, and the look of disappointment on his face yeah. was soul crushing to me. Yeah. Um, and I went to the gym and I felt so guilty and I just broke down and like people think I'm crazy because I'm like at the gym, like sobbing, sobbing. I have to go in the locker room and kind of pull myself together. And, um, I started through that process to learn how to acknowledge that I was feeling guilty instead of just pushing it away. So what we do is we push it away and we, we go about our checklist. Um, and I, that time I didn't push it away because I went into the locker room to clean myself up and there was a woman in there and she, she looked at me and she said, you know, you look really healthy. I, I see you here all the time. You, you train really hard and you look great. You look like you've come a long way. And that simple kind few sentences that she said to me made me feel good about myself and it reminded me why I had gotten started and so in that moment I was able to acknowledge the guilt that I was feeling and say yes I feel guilty right now because I really want to be at home mm -hmm. with my husband and I you know I, I want to be a good wife I don't want to right. make him feel abandoned and and I like cooking for him I want to cook for him um but but this is this is a time that I set up and we both agreed that I was going to do some work on me and I'm entitled to do that. Exactly. I'm entitled to get to where I want to be so that I can be better at everything else. And I immediately felt better. I made a choice that I was going to finish the workout. So I went and I finished my workout and then I went home and it was better. And, you know, we, I talked about it with my husband and, and we both felt better about it. But had I not made that choice, had I not acknowledged the guilt that I was feeling I would have maybe stopped, went home. I maybe would have finished it, but I would have felt horrible Exactly. all night long and probably into the next week. And it, you know, things like that start to have a negative effect on your relationships. Exactly. Yeah. Because then, you know, guilt trickles into resentment. 
Yes. And then now you have a relationship problem. You just don't have a guilt problem. Yes, because now I'm mad at him for making me feel bad for going exactly. to him, even though we already agreed that this was, you know, this was going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so by just facing the guilt and being there with it, and then at the same time saying, but I love myself enough to choose yeah. me in this, that yeah. allowed you to be free from all of that and not ha ever have to deal with the resentment. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's powerful. That's absolutely powerful. Now, how do you, I mean, you've got Hello Gorgeous Fitness, you're working with clients, you know, you're preparing for competition. You know, how do you do the harmony of all that? I'm not a fan of work-life balance. I think that's a myth. But how do you manage everything that you're doing? Yeah, I like that you said harmony more than balance. Balance is, I believe it's a myth. It isn't a real thing. No, not at all. <laughs> You know, I have gotten much better about my planning. Um, you know, what's that, that cliche saying, fail to prepare and prepare to fail? That's right. And I've really learned that that's true. And so for me, it's about having a plan. And there's a lot of flexibility within what, you know, my planning, but I know that I have basically like three strategic objectives that I, I want to achieve within a certain amount of time, like whether it's the first part of the year or the first quarter, either. however, I decide to set that up. But that's what gets my focus. And if it doesn't fall within those three areas, then now is not the time for that. Boom. And that's not, you know, that's not a plan that I can complete in a, in a vacuum. I put a lot of thought into that. I really sit down and think about what's important um, for the year and, and start to work back from there. And then once I put that all together, I sit down with my husband and I say, look, this is what I'm thinking. Here's some goals. This is what I think it's going to look like. Here's what support I think I'm going to need from you. What do you think? Is this doable? Yeah. And we talk through that. And, you know, he, he vetoes a few things. And usually he doesn't do that. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a, it's a collaborative process. And so I know that for the first part of the year, you know, my major strategic objective is competing. So that's gonna, that's a huge thing. It takes a lot of focus to be able to do that. Yeah. I know that I, I have, um, and two other kind of really intertwined business goals that I want to achieve in the first part of the year. And then I have my personal one is just really spending a certain amount of time with my family and the people that I'm closest to. And that's it. Everything else, if it doesn't fall within that, it just doesn't happen. Exactly. Like there's other things that I want to do. I love to travel. I want to travel all the time, but it doesn't fit into my strategic objectives for the first part of the year. So we're not going to be traveling in the first part of the year. Exactly. But that was a choice. Yes. You know, something's got to give. We, I think we're all guilty of creating these to-do lists and most of it, it feels important, but most of it gets flooded with things that aren't really that important. Like, you know, like I, a while ago, I gave up on laundry. Like it's just, there's always going to be a, a lot of laundry in my house. <laughs> it's just the way that it is. That's right. Yeah. I'm not a fan of any of that. So if I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to do um, $10 an hour tasks here. When I'm yes. focusing on $500 an hour tasks, I'm not doing that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's a strategic choice that you, you have to make for yourself yes. because I can drive myself crazy with, you know, a 30 item long to-do list, which I have done before, or I can focus on these three things that I know for right now I need to complete to get to how, you know, I want things to be a year from now. 
And if I can fit a few things in there, like, you know, you know, something changes and I can fit something else in there, fine. But I'm not going to kill myself over like not having laundry done. And I'm not going to kill myself about not going out to happy hour every week with my girlfriends. And I'm not, you know, there's just some things that you have to give up if you want to be healthy. And for me, you know, one of my strategic objectives is always going to have something to do with my own health and fitness. It's always um, that changes from time to time. Like if I'm not competing, it's it looks different. Um, but I understand now that for me to be successful, I have to take care of myself. Absolutely. And so there's always something in there for me. There's always something in there for my family. And there's always something in there for my business. Mm, see, that's powerful. And I love the fact that you take your plan and you talk to your husband about it. Because I think for a lot of us, especially when we're overachievers, you know, recovering perfectionists, we sort of develop the plan and then we go, go, go. And we bypass the whole, let's, let's make this an us thing and not a me thing. Which is really hard to do. Very, <laughs> so, very like, hard to do. If you've never done it before and, you're like, and you decide that this is what you're going to do, great, congratulations. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how do you have it? Because, you know, sort of, you sort of want to be like, listen, let me just tell you what I'm going to do. And the only thing I want yeah. to say is, sure, honey, that works. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to say you're fine with it. And I just want you to tell me that you're going to do what I want you to do. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that's not a, a healthy relationship, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to have a healthy relationship, you do have to have that conversation. The first time I did it, I, I kind of like didn't know what to do with his feedback. Exactly. First of all, I think he was surprised when I sat down. I was like, you know, here's all the things I wrote down and, and this is what I want to do. And this is how I think I'm going to do it. What do you think? He kind of needed to sit with that for a while because, you know, we're, we're a pretty good team and we compliment one another. Um, he's much more laid back than me. <laughs> Which is what you need when you're not laid back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is what you need. And, and so he had, I think we had both been very used to a scenario where I said this was what I was going to do. And then I went and did it. And then if he didn't like it, we fought about it. <laughs> exactly. So then afterwards, what, what is it that they always say? I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. Than permission. Yeah. Which and marriage doesn't really work too well. It doesn't work, but it's hilarious that you say that because it was like what I was quoted as saying in college. In, <laughs> people would say that this this is the quote that describes Tijia to a T. There you go. And, you know, so there would be lots of fights about what I was doing. And, and I would, you know, walk in and say, well, this is what I'm going to do. And he would go, how much is this going to cost us? And, you know, there was some resentment around that. So this lot, you know, when I first started doing it, it was harder for me to give up some of the control because that's what you have to do. You have to give up some of that control. But once I did that, I also felt freed and away because he was he understood my vision and where I wanted to go and he understood how he could help me and support me in a way that he would not have been able to had I just continued to you know aim and fire and <laughs> run off into the sunset and do whatever the hell I thought I should be doing exactly. um, so I you know I'm much more supported now yeah which and, helps and then also that you know what I find is that when you have that discussion you get ideas and feedback that you never could have generated on your own. Yes, absolutely true. And, and he's, you know, I'm, 
my husband's really smart. <laughs> Sometimes you don't always think about that when you're thinking about your partner. <laughs> exactly. <You're> like, <laughs> that's the guy that like is supposed to buy me flowers and <laughs> and and you kind of, you take them for granted. Mm-hmm. And through planning and being more strategic of what I was trying to achieve and, and bringing him into the inner circle of what's happening in my head, um, I was reminded about how smart he is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he would say things that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes. And it brought us so much closer. Uh, yeah, and it does. And it, and I think that's, that's a part of the not only letting go, but also when you begin to do the transformation that you've gone through, the people who are on your team and really in your inner circle, they're not going to recommend or suggest anything that goes against your vision. Like they're going to be there for you. Yes, exactly. Um, And I think, but you know, early on in the relationship with my husband and I, that I would feel that feedback as misdirection, or I would feel that feedback as um, a criticism. Yeah. And now I don't feel criticized. I know that when he's, offering a suggestion or critique of some kind it's it's definitely coming from a place of love because we've had the the conversation about what I want to do and and he's told me what he thinks and how he thinks he could support me he's told me he's been very honest about if he thinks something is going to work or or not Um, and it built a level of trust in my relationship that we didn't have before and that I think neither of us realized that we didn't have before um, and I think that's true for anybody that you bring into your inner circle. If you're able to share um, your vision with them, I think that, you know, they're either going to want to support you or they're going to want to walk away from you. Exactly. One or the other. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, not going to be any people on the fence. There's no, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of fence sitters. I think it, it happens sometimes with siblings and parents just because that's a very different relationship dynamic. Um, but for the most part, people are going to either be like, yes, I, I see what you, what you see and you let me know how I can support you or other people are just going to be naysayers. Exactly. And the naysayers got to go. Like you got to figure out a way to deal with them. And if it's somebody that you're not willing or ready to, and a relationship with, then you have to figure out a healthy way to manage them so that you, you got to stay on your path. Exactly. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, the naysayers, even if we don't necessarily want them to leave, they end up going away naturally anyway, because the transformation yep. becomes too big for them. They handle, yeah. they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, those people, you may not notice that they've left your life for a while. I mean, there were some people that left my life and one day I looked up and I was like, what happened to, what's their face like I have not talked to her in forever and then you know that's when I realized I was like oh it's been six months (laughs) they're gone (laughs) they're gone (laughs) and you know and you don't feel bad about it I think they're just gone and you realize that you're not missing anything from your life by them not being there exactly now when we talk about you know women entrepreneurs and seeing their fitness and their health and overall the love for their themselves. Cause that's really what the transformation is about loving yourself enough to take really good care of yourself. Where do you begin? Like what are the first three steps that any woman entrepreneur can start with in just loving herself enough to take care of her health, her fitness, how she feels? Um, so I, I think you, you have to just kind of take a scan of 
your life. Look around you. And if you're thinking that you need to take care, better care of your fitness, take a, a few minutes and examine that. I don't think that you need to like sit down with a shrink or I don't think that you need to sit down with a journal and, and write a chapter about <laughs> all the how you do. feel, like all the things that you want to do. I think that you can just kind of have a, a, a dialogue with yourself about how you're feeling in your body. Exactly. Um, because, you know, what I, what I find sometimes with, with some women that, that are talking to me, is they say, you know, I, I really, you know, appreciate what you've done. And, you know, I know that you're, you're doing this fitness thing. And I, you know, I think maybe I should probably do something. I don't know. I'm just so tired. and I have so much going on. And, and I say, well, how do you feel in your body? How does your body feel? And a surprising number of women will say to me, I don't know. Mm. So we, some of us have gotten to a point that we're, we're so disconnected, we don't know how we feel. Exactly. And so I think an important first step is, is trying to take stock and just think about when was the last time you felt good mm-hmm. and what were you doing when you felt that way? Absolutely. What was it about that activity that you felt good? And, mm-hmm. and oftentimes I, it'll be something really simple. So I'll, I'll hear people say, you know, the last time I felt really good about myself and really good in my body was, you know, I, I went, I was on vacation and we went on a hike or, you know, it was a long weekend and we just, we hung out in the park and we just you know, did simple things. And I just felt really good. No makeup on my hair was in a ponytail. And I, I wasn't worried about what anybody was thinking about. And I didn't care what anybody said about me or if they were judging me because I didn't have any makeup on and I was wearing yoga pants all day long. Yeah, none of that. You know, what really felt, when was the last time you really felt good? And it's, there's also a surprising number of women that can't remember the last time they really felt good in their body. Mm. Um, so I think that you got to take stock. You know, when was the last time you really felt bad also about yourself? Mm-hmm. And for me, when I first decided to get in shape, I felt bad about myself every day. Yeah. Every single day. And if you feel bad about yourself every single day, I don't know how you can show up as your best self. I don't know how you can be the best parent that you can be. I don't know how you can be the best leader that you can be, the best friend that you can be, the best daughter, sister, whatever, if you, if every day you feel that. And, And I would also point out that you have to remember that other, if you feel that way, other people feel that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because, because shame is stepping into the room before you ever do. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. People now that I haven't seen in a long time, almost immediately comment to me that I, that I'm different. So like, you're so different now. And when, you know, I, I had coffee with, with a good friend of mine the other day and, and she was like, I'm so happy for you. You're so different now. And I said, what do you mean? Tell, tell me what that means. Yeah. And she said, you know, you're driven. She, she said, you know, you're a boss. You've always been a boss for as long as I've known you. You're, you're, you know, you always handle business. She said, but there is a happiness about you that I can see on your face when you walk in the door that I've never seen before. Mm. She's like, you're just like so laid back. <laughs> You never used to be laid back, and that's absolutely true. (laughs) 
And, you know, so, you know, that's what it is. You, you, you start with taking stock about where you are right now. Yeah. And acknowledging that you feel bad. You know, I think for me for a long time, I, I wouldn't put words to the fact or acknowledge that I felt bad. Even though I knew it deep down, I wouldn't say it. I was in total denial about it. Well, and don't you think it's connected to also that we have sort of two camps of thought out there? Like we've got the group of people who say, yeah, maybe I'm 200 pounds overweight, but I'm fat and happy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the other camp that says, well, no, you've got to look exactly like this, you know, mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret or whatever to be happy. And so there's no reconciliation between those two camps. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I have been on both sides of that. Um, and I think everybody does when you're you're kind of going through this health transition where oftentimes the starting place is wanting to look a certain way. Yeah. And that's fine. If you want to look a certain way, you're entitled, I think, to look however you want to look. It's your body. Yeah, whatever gorgeous looks to <laughs> yeah. you. Hello, gorgeous. There you, you go. Do that. But I, I want to unpack with with women are you really happy do you really feel good if you're 200 pounds overweight okay are you happy if you're happy i don't have anything to say to you go girl you be happy do that um but only you know if that's really true exactly and so you really got to take stock of that and i think once you decide if i'm i'm happy or not do i really feel good if the answer is no then I think that the, the next step is getting um, some support about. Because for me, I, I I really believe that I couldn't have done it on my own because I had gotten so far away from who I was and where I wanted to be. I didn't know where to start to get back. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, reach out. If, if you're not in a position that, that you can or are willing to find a coach, that's okay. You know, is there someone in your life that's supportive? Is there someone in your life that's doing what you want to do? Reach out to that person. And and there's so much free stuff out everywhere now. I mean, people that you can follow on Instagram and um, articles and YouTube videos and discussion boards online where people Mm -hmm. are on a weight loss journey or transformation journey. So there are ways to get it to begin the journey for free, but have the support until you're in a place where you can hire a coach. But you have to take action, which is, is I think, the third essential step. I don't think it has to be a big action. You don't you don't have to do what I did and and say, I'm going to compete in this bodybuilding competition and it's going to be intense and it's going to be crazy. And but I like intense. That's a perfect fit for my personality. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if that's not your thing, you know. That's fine, but you do have to take actions. You got to take stock. You got to really decide and and start to unpack where you want to be, and then you got to take some kind of action around it. If that's joining a Facebook community where it's just you know, like a group of of people talking about it and offering kind of informal support, fine, do that. If is there someone in your life that can help you with this, you need to reach out to that person. And in, in my case, it was my my brothers have been bodybuilders for years. So, you know, my brothers were my first initial support. Um, if it's hiring a coach right out of the gate, good for you. Go and do that. But you have to take some kind of action. Yeah. And and so much of the a piece of that, just to, you know, because in being a life coach, one thing I can say that I've found with my clients is that 
When you really want something badly enough and it's enough of a priority for you, you will find a way yep. to pay for that. Yep. You will find, I mean, you will, you will find a way to pay for that coach. You will find a way to belong to that program. Mm-hmm. If it is important enough to you, you will find a way because all of those $4 venti Americanos that I was yeah. buying, if I tackled that up day after day, <laughs> let me tell you what, I'd be paying for a coach every month just at Starbucks. So yep. if it's important, you'll find a way. That's absolutely true. There's there's a, a poster on Instagram that I see come up a lot and it's you know, it says the exact same thing. It's if it if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. Exactly. And it's true. And some of us somebody listening to this is maybe in the place that they're not ready to have an honest conversation with themselves about what they really want. And that's that's just where you are. But when you get to a place that you're done, like for me, I got to a place where I was sick of myself. I could not lie to myself one more time. I couldn't pretend to be fat and happy for one more day. I had just gotten to the end of my rope. And so either I was going to sit in that place of unhappiness and feeling like crap all of the time and avoiding looking in mirrors and, and just being genuinely an unhappy person, or I was going to take some step to change that. Absolutely. And, and that's what for me, One thing you said to me that really changed the game and sort of gave me permission to go for what I wanted was you said, you know what, if where you are in your life is super hectic and super busy and you can't do all the exercise you want to do, you know what, that's okay. Do what you can do in the moment. And then remember that nutrition is 70%. The abs are not made, you know, in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. So whatever you can do. But I think you saying that to me gave me permission to stop beating myself up mm-hmm. about what I couldn't do and to start focusing on, okay, well, but these are all the things that are within my control that I can do in terms of my fitness and my health. That was huge. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy that that helps you out. And I, that comes up a lot with women in particular for some, I have a few male clients right now. And for some reason that does not come up with them, but for my female clients, there's always this, like, I just can't get it all done. I can't get yeah. to the gym. I can't do, you know, I can't work out three times a week. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so the easy question is, what can you do? And what are you willing to commit to doing right now? And if it's, I'm willing to commit to, you know, a 30 minute walk on Monday or on Sunday, and I know that I can do that every week. Okay. That's what you can do right now. Do that. Maybe the time is not right for you to run out and like join a CrossFit box and start (laughs) doing whatever, (laughs) whatever it is. Maybe now is not the time. When the time is right, I think that the universe or God, whatever your belief system is, is going to show you an opportunity to to do that. And so, you know, like for you, Cassandra, you want to compete at in some point. Okay, there's going to be when you really look at the reality of, of what it takes to compete. It's really hard, right? Exactly. I mean, you've got to be Super in the gym hard. six days a week. You've got to be eating five times. You've got to be on it. You do not miss. You do not miss a workout. You do not miss a meal. You drink up to two gallons of water a day, period. It does not matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter how you are. It's non-negotiable. But you're really busy right now, right? Exactly. <laughs> and your, your business and your family and those two things have to be your number one priorities right now. They just have to be. That's fine. There's like, you know, 30 shows a year 
exactly <laughs> more. So telling yourself that you need to do all of this right now is not true. Absolutely. It's a story you're telling yourself that's making you feel bad. So you focus on what you can do. And I have a lot of clients where we just focus on eating three meals a day. Exactly. Yeah, they want to get to a certain point. Like there's a huge number of women that come to me and say, I want to look like a Victoria's Secret model. And I'm like, okay, I mean, we can work on that, but let's really talk about what that's going to take. Exactly. Like, let's talk about, do you really want to look like that? Because they don't even look that way. How about that? True. I mean, in real life, there's no Photoshop walking around with you. Um, you know, you're probably still going to have cellulite. I know I do. And you will still be in Spanx. So hello. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and that's why we can work to that. But when when we sit down and we really look at your schedule and try to determine are some of these things that you can move off of your plate? And if they're not, then, you know, working right now every single day to look like a Victoria's Secret model in three months is not realistic for you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It doesn't need to be realistic for you. But you know what we can do right now is we can get you on a meal plan that you can feel successful in. That's going to make you feel better. And through the process of eating better, it's going to make you look better. Absolutely. And then we reevaluate in 30, 60 or 90 days and see where you are. And and I think that's so powerful. It's also powerful just to have a, to have a vision, but have it be something that you feel like you can access right now. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think so many of us are going for that Victoria's secret model thing. And and I'm not, my parents are from Haiti, so we don't like thin, stick thin looking Mm -hmm. women anyway. We like curves and all of that fun stuff. But I find that, When I say to myself, I want to be as strong as like a Gina Carano, you know, Mm -hmm. MMA fit, having that vision, even though my body is different from hers. And so I don't expect to look just like her, but having the feeling of I want to feel strong. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel fit. Mm -hmm. The feeling of that motivates me to get up and work out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about getting in touch with what you really want. And, you know, like I was saying, I have a, a huge number of women that say, I want to look like Victoria's Secret model. But then when we unpack what that means to them, yeah. and I, I walk them through this activity where I have them visualizing the things that they want to be doing in their body. It's it's not like walking a catwalk in lingerie. And no, no one has ever said that to me. Exactly. And <laughs> no one has chills. ever said that, like, I want to, <laughs> I don't pose nude for Playboy. I'm, exactly. so that, I'm sure that's a, a goal out there for somebody, but no, no one I know has ever said that to me. What they do say to me is I want to be able to play with my kids and not feel winded. I want to go on weekend hikes with my friends and not hold the group back. I want to run a 5k. Yeah. Things that are, are really doable for normal people who are not supermodels. Exactly. <laughs> and so when, when we shift and we think about what we really want and what we really want to be doing and feeling in our bodies, then we can get more in touch with what's realistic and what's going to work for us and really fulfill us. And once you get to that point, then the, like looking like a Victoria's Secret model or whatever it is becomes less important. And it really becomes about about what you want instead of like the image that may or may not be realistic for you. Absolutely. And now, you know, if someone's listening to this and she's going, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what I needed to hear. You know, how do I connect with Tangia? How do I connect with Hello Gorgeous Fitness? What's their next step in connecting with you? Where can they find you? 
Uh, so you can find me at hellogorgeousfitness.com. You can email me directly at info at hellogorgeousfitness.com and all the social medias up there, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, it's all there. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, take a rouse, check it out, contact me um, when you're ready to take action. Perfect. And, and again, you know, it's just when you're ready, you know it mm-hmm. and you feel it and it comes to a point where you get real about it. And so mm-hmm. Hello Gorgeous is a movement. So anybody who's looking to change not only your physical body, but how you interact in that body with your entire life and just start to love yourself more, feel guilty less, and just get to the point where you decide on your own terms what living in your body is going to be like, go to HelloGorgeousFitness.com because tea is amazing. So don't even, (laughs) don't pass go. Like, get in contact with her. She's going to book up fast. You know how people are in January. Everybody's got a resolution about fitness. Do yeah. not miss the boat. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. I'm happy much. to say that it's that's already. I'm, I'm already getting the New Year's resolution folks that are ready okay. to take action. So I'm like, great. <laughs> and of course, we're going to have you back on the show in like April. Eighty percent of those people are not at the gym, so we can revamp and talk about why this is a movement. Oh, thanks so much, Cassandra. I really enjoyed our time. This Absolutely. Evening. Thank you so much, T. And again, please, guys, visit HelloGorgeousFitness.com. This has been an awesome episode. The show notes will be up on the site. Thanks, T. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 11 of She Runs the Show. If you want to find out more about how to live a gorgeous life, get your body where you want it to be by working on the inside first and tapping into your inner badass, make sure you follow Tangia. She is at hellogorgeousfitness.com. She's also on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash hellogorgeousfitness. And again, I'm all over the place. Uh, you can Google me, Cassandra Bibus, but definitely follow me on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Cassandra Bibus. And one final thing. I know you know women who need to hear this episode. I know that you know women who feel really bad in their bodies, who wear sweatpants all of the time, who wish they looked the way they did 10 years ago, but even 10 years ago, they were complaining about how they look then. Would you do me a favor? Would you just forward this link to at least two women that you know who really need to hear about what it means to live a gorgeous life, about what it means to tap into their inner badass, who really need a health coach in the way that Tangia does her coaching for this episode onto two women you know are really badasses, but have forgotten that. Send it to them. And of course, you can always download the show notes if you want the PDF notes of everything that we talked about. Go to CassandraBibus.com, click on podcast. You'll be able to click on the episode and download the show notes. Again, CassandraBibus.com. Follow me on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash CassandraBibus. And I'm on Twitter, Twitter.com forward slash CassandraBibus. All right. Until we meet next episode.